Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to the Leading Agile booth here at Agile 2018. We're doing interviews all week long with speakers and thought leaders and folks who are helping the world understand how Agile works. Laura Powers is one of these people. Thank you for coming, Laura. It's nice to be here. Um, done two talks here. Yes. Well, one of them is today. So. One of them is in a few hours, yes. Um, but I would, and that's say yes to no. Say yes to no. Um, I would like to talk about the talk you already did. <laughs> awesome. Which is never would I ever examining your agile non-negotiables. We got with Jenny Tarwater on the Monday, right? Yes, the fabulous Jenny Tarwater. So I saw the title, and the thing that I was seeing was I actually don't know that game. <laughs> so can you can you kind of help, kind of help set me the and stage. the rest of the Facebook yes. understand? So I have to believe that this is a game that grew out of a drinking game that's probably been around since dirt was young. Okay. Concept of it is to have conversations with people about things that that never would I have ever. And you know, are you okay. you know bending the truth or not? And you know, find out the. Details. I do know the drinking game that it came from. Yeah. I've, oh. <laughs> I've never. There you go. There you go. Well. And if you've done the thing, then you have to drink. Right. Right. So if you've not done the thing in Agile after the game, you have to do it. No, okay. that's not. That's not how it goes. So the genesis for this was Agile 2017. Okay. And just a little secret for anyone interested in speaking at, at an Agile Alliance conference: all right. great ideas. Um, find their beginnings in bar conversations. I am absolutely, absolutely. Co- convinced. Uh, use your drink tickets. Start talking about, well, next year, what would you talk about? And so last year, Jenny and I were just riffing on ideas. And what we had noticed was there were some rigid conversations, if you will, arising amongst uh, experienced agilists and folks new to it about, I always, always, always fill in the blank, or I never, ever, ever right. fill in the blank. And, you know, it's really good to know where your boundaries are and how you feel about you know the topics of the day. That said, what we were noticing was people weren't open to having the conversation, even to the point of um, understanding the other person's position. Okay. Best, best story was Jenny said, at some point in 2017, she was at a conference, walked past the room, had no intention of going in the room, Looked into the room because there's Ryan Ripley, another awesome yes. agilist, speaking about no estimates. Jenny was like, "That's no estimates is not for me and wanted to keep going. And she looked at the slide that just happened to be up at the time. Right. And it drew her into the room. And what the slide said was something like the 10 steps to no estimates. Step number one, estimate. <laughs> And then Ryan was going through all of the steps that you have to get to, to the point of having a mature team with properly sized stories, yada, yada, yada. Has the discipline to not do it. Yes. Yes, exactly. And and it's not just a, a, you know, do it or don't do it. It was, you cannot do it provided. Okay. And Jenny says, you know, when I looked at it that way, I said, hmm, I don't know a team that's that mature yet. Right. But now I understand and I'm not just a knee-jerk no to this. Okay. And so that was the start kind of, of it. It opens you up to other options. Exactly, exactly. And, and it, it fosters a conversation rather than just a, well, that's a stupid idea, Dave. I yes. would never do the thing that you're talking about. I'm just about. thinking, like, the one thing I always, I make my students write in the workbook is never, ever, ever skip the retrospective. Ah. But see, I think that would be a, that's the one where I think that would be a hard one for me to get away from. 
Oh, so tell me a little bit more about retrospectives. Why are they important? The moment that you stop taking a, a breath to discuss what things you want to amp up and what things you want to kind of tune up, that to me is the moment that you stop being agile and you stop growing as a team. The moment you say we're good enough, then that's not okay to me. Okay. And I run into a thing in class all the time where, because I do my class in sprints, mm-hmm. run out of time, and we blow the next sprint because I want to do the retrospective. Ah. So I sacrifice something else in order to keep the one thing. But, I mean, I'm, there must be, for anything anybody's doing, there must be circumstances where you would say, we're going to let that go this time. Right. Or we're going to try that thing, try no estimates or try whatever. Right. So what I'm hearing from you is uh, you believe very strongly that retrospectives are an important part, part of Agile because it's part of the learning and the improving. And I just thought of a reason why I might not do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do tell. <laughs> if we found a way to incorporate that into our daily conversation and made those changes like on a you know, maybe you make it part of the daily scrum. Mm. How can we find a way to blend it into the rest of the work that we do? Then I would be willing to forgo that meeting, I think. Interesting. Or willing to try and experiment it. So how did you feel in that conversation? Well, I knew you were going to come back with something that was going to make me reconsider it, but I was, I felt free to explore, I, I felt driven to explore what would, there's got to be a circumstance. But it wasn't until you started to talk that it popped into my head. Yeah, and you know what, it's, it, that was, you picked a really interesting one, because I share your belief that retrospectives are one of the sacred aspects of Agile. Right. And that almost never would I ever skip one. Skip one. Right. And when you brought up your example, I was reminded of a, a team that I was on at one time where the um, scrum master had the belief of two weeks is a long time, why wait? And when something would come up... Why and would we, you ship? Yeah, why would you wait to have the retrospective on something? Oh, okay, okay. So an impediment might come up on Monday. By Wednesday, we we, we had resolved it. And part of the conversation in stand-up would then be, okay, how do we help make sure this doesn't happen again? And so sometimes we had retrospectives, and sometimes we would say, okay, we've implemented this and this and this in the course of the sprint. Okay. Okay. Of course, that particular team had a challenge of daily stand-ups fitting within the 15-minute time box, and we had the um, tradition of a cookie if we stayed within the time box, and a cookie being um, somebody could ask a question, we could have a fun activity for a couple of minutes as a group, something like that. So we tended to still want to have the cookie. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, So it was different ways of motivating the team. But that's where... The genesis of this talk with Jenny came from was how could we get people to to have those conversations. One of the things I love about the Agile Alliance conferences is there's a mixture of technical talks and business talks and interpersonal team coaching, you name it, leadership talks. And a lot of we've had a lot of talks about active listening, clean language, humble inquiry. The keynote tomorrow I think is on um, radical candor. And one of the ahas for me as we created this game is here's an opportunity to practice applying those skills because part of it is 
in asking those powerful questions or humble inquiry or whatever is us connecting in a way where I'm not asking you leading questions to prove that I'm right. right. I'm just like, so tell me more, Dave. How does this work? That sort of thing. And at the end of it, yeah. even if we dis agree to disagree on a topic, we have space and right. we still have our rapport and our connection yep. so that we can continue to work. Because sometimes... The, the sad thing is these these really deeply held beliefs sometimes yeah. start to create chasms between team members that then start to divide the team on other yeah. other things. I start to label you as a fill in the blank because of a of an opinion. Yeah. Versus just say, I know and love and trust Dave Pryor. I want to work with him. On this way. one topic, we don't agree. Yeah. But there's 99.95% of what we do is so aligned. That we have a we'll figure it out. Yeah. So if you're watching this, if you wind back the video to where we first started talking, because when, when I'm interviewing people, I'm constantly thinking, like, what, what do I want to ask next? Where am I going to go? And when you started asking me the questions, I'm, I'm noticing all your techniques, all your language techniques, and all that skill. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see it. Mm -hmm. And if you're watching, I think it would be worth taking the time to go back. Do you, are you conscious of which different things you're employing when you're talking to people? Sometimes yes, and okay. sometimes no. Sometimes I've practiced some of these techniques enough now that I'm, I'm, like conscious, I'm unconscious of them. They're built in. What I, what I know, though, is if you were treading on a button of mine, something that we really very much disagreed on, yeah. I would need to be going, okay, Laura, breathe. But you've practiced that. You've got yeah, that, you've, that ability. Yeah, but it then comes up into the conscious, um, uh, you know, how, what's the next question that I can ask that is... Will that, give you a moment. That will give me a moment and will be um, open-ended and objective and that I can listen to. And that it's okay for us to have a pause here. Yeah, I think so that space, a lot of people don't... Have, haven't developed the ability to create mm. that space. I just interviewed John Miller this morning about when he went through his tack, and he said that when he practiced all the topics, he only practiced the first five minutes. Oh. Because he would be given the topic, he's got five minutes to set up, and mm -hmm. that's the time he gives himself. Yep. I mean, creating that moment is important. And, and I didn't get the moment until you started to talk, and that's when the answer <laughs> came to me. I didn't intentionally do that, but... It's interesting how that works, though, isn't yeah. it? That's it's cool. really, really fun. Um, okay, so you've got a lot of stuff going on with RadTac. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be speaking in London. Gonna what speaking. are you going to be talking about in London? Ooh. So it always, it always interests me that I have these arcs of things that I get interested in, and I'll spend some time exploring it. And in London, I am debuting, debuting a new talk on your brain on change. Okay. Part of this comes from just being sick to death of Cotter. Cotter's okay. awesome, but if you really read Cotter, what he writes is very waterfall. Okay. His steps are very... Sure. So I found a glorious book called Wired to Resist. Okay. And it's by a gal named Britta Andreessen. Okay. And it talks about the neurology of change and how we are naturally oriented towards resisting change yeah. as a mechanism for survival. And then it gets into how do you assess... Um, an organization's readiness for change. How do you look at all the change that is piled up? Because if you look at the average developer on a right. team, they're often looking at a new tool or three, upgrades to X, Y, Z, 
let's you know do something new in the world of agile. Um, a, a new a client. Cognitive load with all that. Yeah, all of that load. Any one of which is maybe a relatively small piece of change, but when you add it all up we're just changing everything in their lives. And then we wonder why uh, we have so many people who are disengaged yeah. and stressed out <laughs> and on Prozac and you name it. Yeah. And part of the question for organizations is how do we manage change in a more intelligent way that helps, helps, helps us get to the point where not only have we initiated the change, but we scaled the change and now it's sustainable. That's really important because especially with everybody pursuing business agility, I mean, the only real truth anymore is that your company, you're in the business of change. Whatever it is you're creating or selling, your job as a company is to always be changing. I would offer that as an agilist, we are all catalysts for change, mm -hmm. regardless of what we do. Yeah. And we don't pay enough attention to that aspect of what we're doing. So It does seem to me to be on the uptick, though. I hear oh. this conversation coming up more and more. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be at the Scrum Gathering in London, which is in October. Yes. Okay. Do you know the dates? I don't know off the top of my I head. think it's the first and second of October. Oh, no, it's the it's the following week, like the 8th, 9th, 10th. It's that, okay. the week of the 8th of October. Okay. But you'll be speaking there. Yes. Uh, there's a RADTAC event coming up in where? So RADTAC is uh, co-sponsoring Experience Agile in Portugal the week before. That's the thing. That's oh, like right, because you can second. make the one stop and then go to the other one. Yes, yeah, so you can get some sun in Portugal right. and then get whatever London is cooking the week of the 8th, which could be more sun or it could be torrential rains. You never know what you're going to get when you go to the UK. Yeah. Okay, so they can go to RADTAC.com. RADTAC.com. They can find you on Twitter at, at Laura Powers. Yes. Okay, any other way you want people to reach out to you? You can email me at laura.powers at radtac.com, and that's okay. R-A-D-T-A-C. Okay, cool. Thank awesome you very much. It was great talking to you. Oh, it was good. Always good Thank to talk you. to you. Thanks, Dave. Keep watching. We're going to be doing these all day long here at the Leading Agile booth on day 79 of the 2018 Agile Conference. It keeps him out of trouble. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome.